Shas Illuminated presents the following shir by Rabbi Moshe Chaim Byron. Mesecha Susaita has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Noyach Stengel Le'iloi Nishmas, Faivel Yosef ben Chaim Leib and Yehuda Zev ben Faivel Yosef. Soito Dav Dalid. Igmar at the top of the Omud quotes a Braiso, Vekamo Shir Stiro, Kedei Tumo, Kedei Bio, Kedei Haro, Kedei Hakova Sadek El Divri Abishmol. The Braiso then goes on to bring many shitos of Tanoim, what is the shir of Haro? Gemara Bahamshech explains, if we would just say Kedei Tumo, you would think Kedei Tumo Vert, so, so that's why he has to say also Kedei Bio. If we would just say Kedei Bio and not Kedei Haro, you would have thought it means a full Bio. Therefore the Braiso tells you Kedei Haro, and then there's Machlik Tanoim, what exactly is this shear of Kedei Haro? Now at the top of Da'ur Amad Beis, the Gemara says, Omer Bishak Bar Yosef Omer Bechinon, Kol Echod Ve'echod Ba'atz Meishir. Each Tana was Meshayar, how long it took him to do Haro? I'll get back to this more later. What does the Gemara mean by this? Now the Pashtus of the Sugya is that Shir Hara means how long it takes to do Hara because less than that is no Shash that there was a Bio. There's only a Shtiya of Meisaita after Kinoi and a Stira that could have possibly had a Bio. If it's less than this amount of time, there's no Shash Bio and therefore there'll be no Shtiyas Meisaita and she'll remain mutter to her husband. However, in the Chedusha agrees over here, he's Mechadish, that when the Gemara says a Shir of Kadei Hara, the Gemara does not mean to say that practically speaking, in less than this amount of time, there's no chash biya, and therefore should remain mutter. Rather, the Gemara means to say there's a shear. How much time being together in this Mokim Seser is necessary in order to be defined in the terms of the Torah as a stira. Just like we find there's a shear achila in the Torah, a kezais is considered achila, a lesson that is not considered achila, that's halacha l'moshim Sinai. Here also there's a shear, what's considered a stira. There's a hilchasah, that a stira is only kadeh hara, less than that is not a shear of stira. His right to this is from that which it's mavur in the Gemara, that there was a havmina, that the shear of stira is kadeh tuma ve'ard saisa. The amount of time it would take him to seduce her and then be mezaneh, less than that there would be no din at stira. And that the Gemara says, kamash mulan, that kadeh hara alone is enough of a stira, even without kadeh ard saisa. As Rashi explains, why don't you need kadeh ard saisa? Because we're chayshish, and even before they were Nisyachan, he already was Meratzahar. Therefore, the Shira of Stira is only the amount of Kadei Tomah without the Ritzui. And the Briskarov says that surely the Gemara, even in the Havmina, knew of such a possibility. It's Shaykh before the Yichud, he already was Meratzahar. It still was a Havmina that the Shira of Stira is Kadei Tomah Veratzaisah. From here we see that we're talking about a Shira that the Torah gave, and not just the amount of time practically necessary in order for there to be a Chshash. And therefore, the Briskarov says the Havmina of the Gemara was. And even though it would be Shaykh, Akshash of Znus, even with less the amount of time of Kedei Tumavar Tzaisah, the Havmin was that that was the Shir that was given, the amount of time of Kedei Tumavar Tzaisah, less than that, is not considered a Shir Stira, even though there still is Akshash of Znus. And the way it's brought down in the Chedusha Agriz is Mashma, that this Shir is a Hilchasah, just like other Hilchasahs, the Hilchasah of Kezayis, for the amount which is considered a Achilo, and the Hilchasah of Kayseves for Achilo on Yom Kippur, this also would be Hilchasah, the amount of time which is considered a stira is Kedei Hara. However, the Pashas of the Gemara is, that it's learned out of a drasha, the Gemara Behemshech over here, says, V'nistira v'kamashir stira leishamanu, kishu oimer v'hinitma havi oimer kedei tomo, kedei biya kedei hara. The Gemara Dav Beis Amad Beis as well, says this drasha, V'nistira v'hinitma, the Torah's makish stira to tomo, to tell us that the shear of stira is kedei tomo. Now in the Sefer Gvuras Yitzchak on Masechah Saita, 
from Rabbi Yitzchak Sarotskin Shlita, he quotes B'Shem Rabbi David Salvechik, another right to this, and that is, why do we have to say a Chiddush that the amount of Kedei Tomo is Kedei Hara? We know that for all Dine Bia in the Torah, for all Einshim of Bia, and for women to become Asr to her husband through a Bias Aznos, it's all totally in Hara and not a Gemar Bia. And if the whole Shir that we're dealing with in the Sugya, the Shir of Kedei Tomo, is the amount of time necessary for there to be a Chshash of Bia, then it should be Pasha Misvara, that this amount of time is totally in Kedei Hara, that's the amount of time, that's the beard necessary in order for her to become usher to her husband. Why do we have to say this chiddush that Kedei Toma is Kedei Hara? From here as well we see that we're not talking about a practicality, rather we're talking about a shear of the Torah. And therefore the word of Ben Ahavimina, that even though with the Hara alone, it's already considered as nus for all Dine Torah, still over here where the Torah gives a shear, what is the shear of Stira, the amount of time of Kedei Toma? Perhaps this Kedei Toma that the Torah is referring to is a full Biyah, a Gemar Biyah, Therefore, the Bryce had to tell us a Chiddush that it's only Kedei Hara, that already is enough of a steer to give her all the dinim of a Saita. The Maitha, we should point out Rashi, in the Ramaschal Kamash Pulan Kedei Hara, he explains the Kamash Pulan of the Gemara, why the Maitha is it totally in Kedei Hara? Rashi says, the Kaimulan Beper Kabal Yevimtoi, Hara Kegmar Bia Lechol Ha'arais. Rashi says, the reason why it is totally in Hara is because for all Dinei Arais, Hara is already considered a full Bia. Now this Rashi, L'chair, is mashma a little bit not like the Briskarov. Has Rashi know to explain the Kamash plan of the Gemara, that the reason why Kedei Hara is enough of a shear, because Hara is Kigmar Bia, we're not talking about practically how much time is necessary for them to do a Bias Znus, rather we're talking about an arbitrary shear. So why does Rashi tell us that Hara is Kigmar Bia, L'chol Ha'arais? Now further, in the Sefer Gvurus Yitzchak, he says, L'chair, there's another Raya, from that itself, which the Gemara brings a drosh of, a nistra of the hekesh between stira and tomo, which the Gemara says that's the makor that kamashir stira kadei tomo. Why do we need a drosh for that? Obviously, the whole point of the stira is because now there's the chashash that she's mezane, so it's partial to be telling the amount of time it takes to be mezane. Why would we need a drosh from this? Here again, he says, the is a right to the biskarov. The shear is not a practicality, rather, it's an arbitrary shear which the Torah gave. This is the amount of time that the Torah considers a stira. Now, Hamshach will go back to this raya. Perhaps we'll have a dichoy to answer this raya. This is the site of the Briskarov. In the sugya, the whole shir that we're referring to is a shir that the Torah gave. This amount of time is kadei stira, even if perhaps behechetimsa tshayach for there to be a chashash nus in less than this amount of time. And all of the shitois of Tanoim that are brought in the Gemara, they're arguing what is this kadei hara that we're referring to. The Torah gave a shear that Stira is totally in Kedei Hara. How much time exactly is Kedei Hara? Now I'll just mention one more point that the Gvuris Yitzchak addresses, and that is he has a suffix according to the Briskarov, if there will be a case where practically there is enough time in the Stira for there to be a Chshash Aznus, but it wasn't long enough for the shear that the Torah gave for the Stira, what will be the din in that case? Will she still be mutter to her husband? Even though the Torah gave a shear for the stira, for there to be all of the Dine Saita, for her to drink from the Me Saita. However, he still has a tad to say, maybe Lemaisa shall still be usher to her husband. Because every time after a Kinoi, if she has a stira, there's enough of a chashash to usher her to her husband. Besides that which the Torah gave her Dine Saita to drink from the Me Saita. But even without that, just the fact that she ignored the Kinoi, and she went and she had a stira, that's enough to make her a glaim ladover, a chashash that she was mizaneh, Maybe that chashash would remain even in a case where there wasn't a full shear 
for us to give her all of the dinim of a seikta, as long as there was enough time that practically there could be a chashash, maybe that's enough to make her usher to her husband. However, he says the pashas would be that once we don't give her dinay seikta, then really this is not included in the chiddush of the Torah, that a woman becomes usher through kini and stira. This is not the type of stira that the Torah was referring to, nefer shall remain mutter. Now another important point which is discussed in the Nachoinim in the Sugya is that which the Neidah Behuda raises a suffix, that which our Sugya says there's a shear, k'day stira is k'day hara, what exactly does that mean? What happens in a case where two Adim saw that there was a stira, but they don't know how long the stira was for? When the Gemara gives a shear, is it the Pshat that the Adim have to know definitely that they were nistra for that amount of time, less than that is not considered an Adis on stira? Or is the Pshat the Adim just have to know that there was a stira and that there was a possibility that they were nistra for that amount of time, as opposed to a case where the Adim saw them go into a room and come out less than that amount of time? In that case, the Adim definitely know that there was not a stira kishir, but any time the Adim do not know how long the stira was, just the fact that they went into a room and they were nistira, that itself could be considered aidus on stira, as long as there is a possibility that the stira lasted for the minimum shear. Most achrenim assume the pashtas definitely is that you have to have aidus on the minimum shear, less than that is not considered an aidus on the stira. The Buddha had a suffix about this, and the mashmais is that the two stadim of his suffix were, when we say that after kining and stira, a woman becomes usher to her husband, that's because there's a reglaim ladover. After already being warned by her husband, she ignored the warning and she went and she had stira with this person. The two tzadim of the Neidim Yudah are, do we say that itself, which she had a stira, that already is considered a reglaim ladover? And as long as there is a possibility that during that stira there was a znus, she gets all the dinim of a seita. In other words, that itself, which they went into the Mokim Seser, that already is considered a reglaim ladover. Or the other side is, the whole reglaim ladover is only created after there was a stira for the minimum amount of time, only if Adam saw a stira for the time period which would enable Achshaznos, only that could be considered a Glaim Ladover. And he adds further, in a case where they came out from the Mokim Seser, in less than the amount of Kedei Tumah, it could be in that case, there's no Chash Bechlal, this woman knows that she had a Kinyan, and she knows that she's not supposed to be Nistara, and she only went in the first place into the Mokim Seser, because she knew she was planning on coming out before Kedei Tomo, and she knew that in that case no one would be chayshed her, therefore she considers that this is not going connected the kinney of the Baal, and therefore there's no reglaim l'dover b'chlal in this case. The Maestad, the Negev Yudah leaves off, v'adover t'orach Talmud, he leaves off with a sophic, how to understand the shear of the Gemara. The Negev Yudah is in Evan Ezer, Tenyona, Simen, Kuf, Samach, and it's also brought down in the Pischei Tshuva, in Evan Ezer, Kufayin Ches, Sifkoton Yud Gimel. However, a number of Achaynim, the Dvashol, and others, to them it was poshit, that when the Gemara gives the Shear, the Shear means that's how long the Edom have to have seen them, B'mokim Seser, without that it's not considered an Edus on the Stiro, and there's no Reglaim Lodover. In the Sefer Kerem Neta, he quotes this Neid Behuda, and he brings some Machuvas Maral Bach and Simon Mem Gimel. The Maral Bach was talking about a different child over there, a case where a person was Megarish's wife, and then afterwards he claims that they were Nisiyachi together with Edom. The din is that after Gerushin, if a person is Nesyached and their Edim who saw the Yichud were Choshish that he was boiled Lashem Kedushin, and we consider her an Ashes Ish, if she wants to get married to someone else, she needs a get. And the Maral Bach talks about a case where the Edim saw that they went into a Mokim Seser, however, the Edim do not know how long they were there for, and in that case, the Maral Bach Paskant, it's not considered an Edis on the Yichud, 
And therefore, there's no chash of Kedushin. It has to be that the Edom saw that they were there in the Mokim Seser for the Shir of Kedibiyah in order for it to be considered Edus on the Yichud. And the Karamleta understands that according to the Maralbach, the same will be true in Er Sugyo in the case where the Edom saw them go into a Mokim Seser, but they don't know how long they were there for, according to the Maralbach, that will not be considered an Edus on the Sira. One could perhaps find room to differentiate between our case and the case of the Maralbach. Rakopam in the Sefer Karamleta, he assumes, Poshet, that the cases are similar, and in Asugya as well, you have to have Edus on the amount of time necessary for Kedebiya. However, the Karamleta then goes on and says an interesting Chiddush. We see in Asugya a number of Shittas of Tanoim, how long is Kedei Haro? Lamaisa, we pass like the Shittah of Rebbe Kiva, that's Kedei Litzleis Beitza Ulegoyma. We'll get back to this later, why we pass like Rebbe Kiva, but I'll upon him. The Karamleta says a Chiddush. Well, be in the case where the Edom saw that they were Nichnas Lamokim Seser, the Edom don't know exactly how long they were there, but they do know that they were minimally there the amount of time that one of the other Shittas Atanayim holds. For example, they know that they were there in the Mokim Seser for the amount of time they Litzlai's Beitza, which is the Shir of Ben Azai, and then the Edom left. The Edom don't know how much longer they stayed in the Mokim Seser, whether they continued staying there for the amount of time they Litzlai's Beitza or the Goyma, in this case, the Karamleta says it will be a Svek Sveka. And he explains, because even though we pass like Rabbi Kiva, that's because we hold that the average shear of Kedei Hara is the amount of time Kedei Litzlai's Beitzel but it is Shaykh for there to be a Hara in less than that amount of time, as we see some of the Tanoim said Shirim that are less than Rabbi Kiva, and the Karamleta understands the Pshat is we don't pass like these Tanoim because we hold that it's only a Mirt, Rav Bnei Adam, need more than that amount of time, However, in this case, with our two Sveikas, there's one Tzavik, the Edom don't know exactly how long they were there, Bechlal, it could be they were there for the full Shear. And even if they were not there for the Shear, if they Litzai's Beitzel the Goyma, it could be this Boyle doesn't need that amount of time. Even with the Shear, they Litzai's Beitzel alone, that raises enough for Kedai Hara for him. In that case, where it's a Svek Sveika, the Kamenetta wants to be Mechadish, that we will be able to answer them with this type of Edus. Lamaisi goes on and he says, it's not Pashut, this is Tali in the Shaila which Achreinim discuss. If you have two Sveikos, but one of the Sveikos has a Rav, is that still considered two Sveikos? Or do we say that the Rav already passed one Sveik, and we're only left with the second Sveik? It's not a Svek Sveikah. Akapam, then he says something interesting. He says, if we'll assume that in this case it is a Svek Sveikah, and we will answer her to her husband, we could then answer a Kasha that he has, and that is the Gemara at the top of Ahmed Bey's says, had it been as I know his Shear, the Gemara says in one third, Soyd Hashem Lireyov, the Kaddish Baruch Hu is megal to him his shear that Kedei Hara is Kedei Litzlis Beitzah, and the Karneta is bothered. Why would the Kaddish Baruch Hu be megal to him something which has no nafkamina lemaisa? If anyways we don't paskin like this, we paskin like Rabbi Kiva. There's no nafkamina in this giloy from the Kaddish Baruch Hu. If, however, we say like this chiddush, then the case of the Edom saw them going to a Mokim Seser and they don't know exactly how how long they were there for. But they do know that they were there for the minimum shear, the shear of Ben Azay, Kadei Litzli's Beitzah. In that case, we'll say to Svek Sveka, we'll be able to Aser, so the shear of Ben Azay would have a practical nafkamina. Now, just go back for a moment. We mentioned before the Chiddush of the Briskarov that the shear of Kadei Hara and the Sugya is not a practicality. How long it's necessary for there to be a Chshash as Nus? As the Torah gave a shear, only with this amount of time is it considered a stira. And we said then that Lachar from that itself, which we need a drush of, Venistra Vehinit Ma, to Imakish Stira Tatuma, to tell us that the Shear of Stira is Kadek Tuma, that itself would be Mashma, that it's only a Shear, it's not a practicality. 
if it was a Heichat Timsa, you wouldn't need a Joshua for it. We could suggest now that based on this suffix of the Neidah Behuda, he has a suffix whether the Edim have to be made on the full Shear, or they just have to be made that they went to welcome, to a Mokim Seser, and there's a possibility that they were there for the Shear of Tomah. And we said, most Achreinim hold that you need an Edus on the full Shear. We could suggest, this is what the Gzair Sikosav is telling us, the Torah is being mechadish to us, that a steer is only if there's an Edus on the Shear Tomah, Lafuka, this side of the night of Yehuda, that an Edus on a steer, which may perhaps have lasted Kedek Tomah, is also good enough. The Torah is mechadish to us that that Edus is not enough of a Raglayim Ladover. It has to be that there's a definite Edus on a full Shear of Tomah. If so, we don't have a ride from here to the Biskarov. We could say the shear is not arbitrary, whether this is the amount of time necessary to be choshish for znus. Now what you need to for this, is to tell you this chiddush, that you need an edus on the full shear, only then is there a gayim l'dover. Now I'll continue on, after the Gemara goes through all the shittas of Tanoim, and explains the steris and the braisos, at the top of our base, Rebbe says, Kol echod ve'echod Each Tana was being meshire, how long it takes him himself, to do the hara, and the Gemara asks, "Vayika ben Azai did loynosiv." The Gemara says, "Ibayis tamer nosiv upirish, or mirabi shomei, or seid Hashem lireov." But Hakoponim, the shiurim that the Tanaim gave, are not that they had a meseir on it; rather, that this was the shiur that they themselves took to do the hara. Now, in the lekute halochais, the Chavetz Chaim, in the Ein Mishpat Ois Ayin, he asks a kash over here: How could it be that we passing like the shita of Rabbi Kiva? The Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch pass in the shears because they litzayz beitzol the goyma. If each Tana was saying the shear that they themselves took to be to do the hara, there's no real machlekes. Has make sense to say that we pass in like one of the Tanoim, and he leaves off with the kasha. Now apparently the Chavetz Chaim understood when the Gemara says kolechad ve'echad ba'atzmi shear, each one gave the shear that it takes him to do the hara, but he also knows that other Tanoim it took them a different amount of time. And there's no reason why he believes that his shear is more correct than the other shiurim. If so, there's no machlekes, and it wouldn't make sense to say that we pass in like Rabbi Kiva. Now, according to this understanding of the Chavetz Chaim, what would be the halacha lemaisa? What is the Chavetz Chaim suggesting we should pass in? The Chayot should come out. The psak is that it should be dependent on each and every boil. In other words, this man that she was nisyachid with, the amount of time it would take him to be ma'are, that should be the shear for this specific stira. And it would come out that every steer has a different shear. Now if theoretically it's shaykh to know such a thing, then Echanami, that would be the shear for each and every boil it would be different. If it's not shaykh to know, then perhaps the Chavetz Chaim holds that we should go basaraiv how long it takes for most people to do the hara. But then again, the Chavetz Chaim still has his kasha, how would it make sense to pass him like one of the Tanoim? They weren't arguing what the rave is, they were just talking about themselves. We'll have to figure out on our own what is the shear that most people take to do the hara? Alternatively, we could understand the Chavetz Chaim, maybe he means different. He means to say, since each Tana was Meshayar B'di Day, once he saw that other Tanaim were able to do the hara faster, so everyone should be masking that the shear is like the quickest Tana. Since there is a possibility of Znus with a less of a shear, when each Tana gave a shear, he wasn't arguing that it's, not, that it's impossible to do it less. Therefore, when he saw the other Tanaim gave a smaller shear, Everyone should be masking that the shear should be nikva, should be dependent on the quickest hara, since there is a chashash of znus with that amount, and as long as there was that shear, that already should be enough to be considered a stira. For a koponim, the Chavetz Chaim held, it's definitely difficult to understand what does the Gemara mean to say, we pass in like a bekiva, since each one was just saying how long it takes for himself to be ma'ara, how would it make sense that we pass in like one of these shitois of Tanoim? 
Now we should point out that according to the way we said from the Briskerov, that the shear steer in the sugya is not a practicality, rather it's a din shear like other shiurim that the Torah gives. The Torah says a shear of stira is kadei tuma, then it definitely would not be misdabbered to say that it's tolling each and every boil. Bishma, if we want to know how much time there's a chashash of znus, then we could say it's tolling in that specific boil how long it would take him to do the hara. If the Torah is giving a shear, then it's definitely a standard shear for everybody. A karchalatanam did not mean to say that it's tolling in each and every person. Now to answer the kasha of the Chavetz Chaim, we have to say, to explain the Gemara, that these Tanam, even though they gave the shear, the amount that they themselves take to be Ma'are, but still it's not that they're saying that it's tolling each and every boil, we could explain this in a few different Mahalchim. We'll mention three Mahalchim from the Achreinim. The Kerem Neta, which we mentioned briefly before, and in the Sefer Aris on Masech Soita from Boyashev, he says similarly, and that is when we say, it means to say, that they understood that they were the average. Everyone is maskim, it's dependent on what is the Reiv Bnei Odom, the amount that takes them to be Boyal, through that we could be Kaveya this year. So there was Lemaisa Machlaikis, and it would make sense to say that we paskin like one of the Shittais. And he explains, when we paskin like a Bekiva, even though there are other Shittais whose shear is shorter than the shear of a Bekiva, we hold that they're only a Miut, and we go by Reiv Bnei Odom, we're not Chayishish that this Boyal was from the Miut. Therefore the Karamleta suggests, as we mentioned before, that in certain cases we could perhaps still use this suffix as part of a Svek Sveiko. In the Sefer Chasdei David, in his Pirish on the Teisefta, in Parak Aleph of Saita, the end of Alocha Aleph, where the Teisefta brings the Machlekes Tanoim about the Shir Stira, so the Chasdei David over there says the Halacha is like a Bekiva, that the Shir is Kedei Litzleis Beitza Ulegoyma, and he wants to know why are we passing like a Bekiva, the Klal is, Halacha Kira Bekiva Mechaveroi, but not Mechaveroi. We have over here the Shita of Rabbi Shua, who was one of the Rebbeim of Rabbi Kiva. So why are we passing like Rabbi Kiva and not like his Rebbe? And Chassid David explains over here that we know the Gemara says Rabbi Lazar was Megala Tefach The way Rabbi Lazar did Bio was with minimum Taiva. And Chassid David says this includes that he was Memayer, he did it very quickly. And therefore he says Mistama all the Tanoim did like this as well. The only exception was Rabbi Kiva because since, as we know, at the time Rabbi Kiva got married, he was still an Amoritz. Am- he only went to learn Torah later. Therefore, at that time, he was not yet Noig B'Milin Chasidus. And therefore, when Rabbi Kiva gives a shir, it was a shir how long it took him to be Ma'ara before he went to learn Torah. And therefore, the halacha is like Rabbi Kiva because Mistome, most Menafim, most Boilim who come to do Znos, they're not Noig B'Milin Chasidus. They don't rush to do a quick Bia. And therefore, we pass like Rabbi Kiva who's giving a shir of the average person like the other Tanoim who are giving a quicker shear of those who are noig b'mirin chasidus. This would be another terrace to the Kasha of the Chavetz Chaim. The Chavetz Chaim asks, how does it make sense to pass like one Tana? If each one was just sh- saying the shear that takes them to be Ma'ara, according to this, we pass like a Bekiva, we're passing the shear is not dependent on the Tanoim who are Memayar as mirin chasidus, rather the shear is totally in the average person, and that shear we get from a Bekiva. A third Mahalach will mention is from the Sefer Ur Hachamo from Reb Zundel Kreuzer's Etzal. He explains similar to that which the Chastei David says, the Tatanoim, when they were boil, they did a Kemisha Kofoi Shade, because of the Yura Shemaim, they were Memaher as men in Chasidos, and each Tana held that the boil, who's also being Menaif, and he's also quick, he doesn't want anyone to catch him, his level of Yura would be the same, and he would rush the same amount that they rushed, and therefore, they were conveyed the shear for the Menaif based on their own experiences. So, again, according to this, also, 
There is actually a machlekes tanoim, and the Gemara says that each one was meshayar day. It doesn't mean that there's no machlekes. Each one held that the shear from the hara of the menayif should be the same shear as their own hara, which they also did quick, and because of their meaning chasidus. So to summarize, we have three mahalchim in the sugya to understand the machlekes tanoim. The answer of the kasha of the Chavetz Chaim, that if each one is Meshar day, what exactly is the Machlekes? And how can we pass them like one Shita? The first Mahalach we said from the Karaneta was that each time they held that they were the normal, and everyone agrees that Shir should be totally in Rav B'nai Adam. The second Mahalach was to say that Enechanami, they did quicker than the average, and that's the reason why we passed them like a His Shir was from before he was Noeg Min and and we hold that the Menayif Bistama did it that way as well. And the third shita from the Orachamo was that each Tana did it quickly because of his Yer Shemaim, and he held that the Yira that the Menayef has would cause him to do a Hara with the same amount of time. So again, there is a Machlikis in how long a quick beer would take, and in that we pass the Gerbekiva, like the Shir that he gave. Now the Gemara says, Vahoiko ben Azai, the Gemara asks, how can we say each Tana was Meshar Bidideh? What about Ben Azai de if he wasn't married? One of the tzutzim of the Gemara is Soyed Hashem Lireyov. Now the Toysus Rosh over here explains what exactly it means Soyed Hashem Lireyov. He says it cannot possibly mean that there was a gili from a Kaddish Baruch Hu to how long is the Shear Stira. Because if so, then what is the Machlekes? The other Tanoim were Meshar day, and he had a gili. He's definitely correct. The other Tanoim are being Machish the gili that Benazai received. And therefore the Toysus Rosh explains Sayyid Hashem Lireyev means HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Megal to him, Im If he would be married, how long it would take him to be Ma'are? That was the Gilead that he got, and that's the Shita that Benazai said over. How long it would take for him to be Ma'are had it been a Gea theoretically. Now with this, some of the Achreinim answer a Kasha that the Maritzchias asks. The Magia and the Taisa Rosh says like this, as well as in the Aris from Volyashiv, the Maritzchias asks Akasha, how could we say that the Pshan ben Azai is Sayyid Hashem Lireyov? We know a cloud Torah, Loiba Shemayim he. We cannot base a Psak based on a Gili from Shemayim. And they explain, with this Taisa Zerosh, we can answer the Kasha, the Gili from Shemayim was not how long is the Shir Hara for the Din of Stira. The Gili from Shemayim just was a Matthias, how long it would take him himself to be Ma'are. And once ben Azai knew this, then already he said over, just like the other Tanayim said over, how long it would take them to be Ma'are. He said over as well, but it's not considered a problem of Torah Shemaim he, it's just saying over Omitsiyas. Now as we said, the Halacha Lameisa, the Rambam, in Perak Aleph, the Halacha Beis, as well as in the Shochnarach, Evan Ezra, Simon Kufayin Ches, Sif Hei, they pass like the sheet of Rebbe Kiva, that the Shears Kedei Litzis Beitza Ulegoyma. Now the Achreim discuss, what is the Din as far as Hilchus Yichud? Ezra was talking about the Din of Stira for a Saita, What's Negeim more halacha lemaisa is for Hilchas Yichud, is the time period for the Isra of Yichud the same as that which it's Mavur in Ersugyo for the Din of Stira. In the Shochanach and Hilchas Yichud, there is no time period brought, and many Achreinim, the Chuvas Imri Eish, and Egris Meisha, the Minchas Yitzchak, they all assume as a Dover Pashat that the time period given in Ersugyo is also the time period for Hilchas Yichud. However, Meisha adds, in Egris Meisha, Evan Ezer Chelik Dalid, the end of Simon Samachay, that as far as Isra Yichud, it would make a difference whether it's Gaspa or Loi Gaspa. As far as Kinyu Stira, this woman already had a Kinyu, the husband already was Chayshin her from this man, and afterwards she went and she had a Stira. Here the din is, as the Gemara says, we don't count the Zman of Ritzoy, 
As Rashi explains, we're that there already was a Ritzoy beforehand. And therefore, Adam, that Sodom bin Nisiachid, saw the Stira, the din is it's already considered a Stira only with this man of Hara, even with this, without this man of Ritzoy. However, as far as Hilchas Yichud is concerned, there it's not a question of Edus, it's a question about the person himself knowing how much of his man is considered a Chshash of Znus. There the Din Ezra says that if it's a woman who he's not comfortable with, there we have to count this man of Ritzoy. It has to be that practically it's his man that he will able to be merat her and then afterwards there will be time for the Avera. And that Moshe says it's considerably longer than this man of Kadei Litzoy's Beitza Ula Now we should point out a number of Achrenim say that as far as this question of Hilchas Yichud, how much of a time period is considered an Isser Yichud, we're not talking about a case where a person goes and is Nisachid with a woman and they have the ability of staying there as long as they want. In that case, even if they came out before the Zman of Yichud, even before the Zman of the Litzvah's Beitzah or the Goyma, they were over an Isser Deraisa of Yichud because they had the option of staying there as long as they want. Since the whole Chshash of Isser Yichud is, he might come to be Nisbate by his Yetzer and they'll come to be over the Avera, once they went into the Makam of Yichud, even for a short period of time, there's already a Chshash, he's going to end up staying there longer and being over the Avera. Even though he can go out before, and he did, but since he also had the ability of staying there, and he knows that no one will come there, it's a Makam where there's no suspicion that someone else will come in. There's an Isser de Raisa of Yichud, even if they did end up coming out before the Zman of Glitzleis Beitzah or Lagayma. In the Sefer Dvar Halacha on Hilchas Yichud, Reflam Zaman Erbach, in the Haskamah that he wrote in the Sefer, he spells this out clearly, that when we speak about a Zman of Hilchas Yichud, we're talking about a situation where they go into a Makim Seser and they know that before the time period is over, someone else will come in, their Yichud will be over. If, however, they have the option of staying there, even if they decide to leave before this man is over, that definitely does constitute an Isser Yichud. The classic example with this case would be Negea, is the case which Paiskim discuss about an express elevator in a tall building. If a man and a woman are in an elevator which leaves from one of the lower floors, and there's no chance that it's going to stop until it reaches one of the higher floors, this would be a case where we have to know exactly the time period of Yisr Yichud. Here they have no option of staying beyond the time period that it takes for the elevator to reach the upper floors. The Yichud will definitely be over at a designated time. Here you have to know what exactly is the shear of K'tay Litzel's Beit And Ramesha writes in the Igris Meisha, since the shear includes the time of Ritzuy, even in a very tall building, Ramesha says, there's no chashash that there could be an Isser Yichud, the time period of Yichud is definitely longer than the time period it takes for the elevator to reach its destination. And Ramesha adds, even in a case where it's Gasba, the man and the woman are comfortable with each other, still Ramesha says there has to be some minimal time of Ritzuy, which will be taken into account, and further Ramesha says, we also have to include in the Cheshbin the amount of time it takes to be pushed the Begodim, to undress, and then get dressed once again. And therefore it's very unlikely that in an elevator one will encounter a problem of Yisr Yichud. Now that which mentions, the Pshitas Begodim, the truth is, traces of here in Arsigyo, in Dibar Maschal Kamashir Stira at the top of Amaral, if he quotes a Yushalmi, Yushalmi says, Koli Lein Shiurin Achar HaTaras Sinar. All of the shiurim that the Tanoim and Er Gemara give do not include the amount of time it takes to get undressed. Now the truth is, the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch, when they pask in the din of Ersugyo, they pask in Teilitzlis Beitzo or the Goyma, they don't mention anything about Hatoras Sinar. And the number of Achreinim, the Karen Oyer, the Taurus Akanois, they ask, why does the Rambam leave out this din of Hatoras Sinar? They just pask in Teilitzlis Beitzo or the Goyma, 
Why don't they bring the Yushalmi? The Moshe Chaim understand that when Tosis quotes from the Yushalmi that the Shiyum are without a Torah Sasinar, the Yushalmi means to say that the Shiyum really are longer. You have to add the time period of a Torah Sasinar to the Shiyum given over here in the Gemara. However, the Torah Sakanari suggests from that which the Ramam left out the din of a Torah Sasinar that the Yushalmi means differently. Not that you have to add the time period of a Torah Sasinar. Rather, the Yushalmi is saying these time periods are without a Torah Sasinar. Because we're chayshish that already the sinar was undone before they came into the Mokhaim stira. Just as we find in our sugya, you don't have to count the time period of Ritzui, as Rashi explains, we're chayshish that he was Marasa her before, so too we're chayshish that the sinar was untied before they went into the Mokhaim Seser, and therefore the Yishami says you don't count that as part of the time period. And furthermore, the Torah Sakanoi says, even if the Yishami did mean that you have to add a Torah sinar, the Rambam did not pass in this din, because the Ram saw that the Bavli is chaylik on the Yushami as far as the Torah Sasinar. What is the Raya? Because the Gemara asks Stiris in the Shittas of, of Tanoim, and the Torah Sakanar says, why didn't the Gemara answer simply, when we find two Shittas from the same Tano, one of them is talking about with that Torah Sasinar, and one of them is talking about without that Torah Sasinar. From here the Torah Sakanar says, the Ram saw, the Bavli holds, you don't have to add that Torah Sasinar, and the Pshad is, because we're chayshish that the Torah Sasinar was done beforehand, before they went into the Mokim Seser. Now obviously we understand this would be totally in the Metzius, how the clothes are designed, perhaps then the Hatar Sasinar was something which was shaykh to be done beforehand, without it being noticeable, however if the type of clothing worn do not lend themselves for such a prospect, then you will have to count the amount of time of Pshitas Begodim, and that's what Ramesha meant in the Igras Mesha, that for the Isser Yichud one would have to take into account the amount of time of Pshitas Begodim. Now further on, the Gemara gets into a discussion about Natilas Yadayim. The Gemara makes some very strong statements about Natilas Yadayim. Then the Gemara says, Now Sylvia, there's important Machlikas Rishonim how to understand this Membra. And it's dependent on the Girsa in the Mishnah in Mesechus Yadayim which Rashi quotes. Rashi over here explains, what is the chashash over here? So he explains that Natila Sudayim requires one to wash their hands twice on each hand. The first mayim which is poured on is metar the hands, but the mayim itself becomes tamay. And the second time the mayim is poured, that's metar the first water which had remained on his hand. And then Rashi quotes the mission, Mesech Yudayim. The mission says, Yudayim metamayis metarais ara perik. Perik, most Rishayim learn this means the wrist. Until the wrist, it has a din of Tumah, Midrabanon, and through Nitzil Sudayim it becomes Tahar. And then the Mishnah says, That's the correct Gersa and Rashi, not Ara Perik, rather Chutz Perik. This is the way the Bach over here is Geris, and this is Mefush in the Rash, in his Pirish on that Mishnah in Yadayim, Perik Bey's Mishnah Gimel, he quotes Rashi in Er Sugyo and Saita Davdalid, and this is how the Rash quotes Rashi. Rashi was Geris in the Mishnah, Not Chutz Perik. What is the Mishnah saying? That if the, both the first Natila and the second Natila were beyond the parak, beyond the wrist, the then afterwards the Mayim came back, to him, his hands will remain Tahar, regardless if the water that came back was from the Mayim Rishonim or Mayim Shnim, either way it's Tahar, Since the second Natila was the same area of the first Natila, so any Mayim that became Tommy from the first Natila also received the Mayim of the second Natila, so there's no mime over here that's still tummy, 
Therefore, in that case, even if he was mashpal yodav lamata, and the water went from above the wrist back down below the wrist, still his hands will remain tahar. The second case in the Mishnah over there, the Gir Sarashi is, not also Rishonim Chutz Leperik, Vesashnim Araperik, Vechazruliyad Tmeya. And Rashi explains, this means to say, if the first Natila was Chutz Leperik, some of the water went above the wrist, Vesashnim, the second Natila was Araperik only up until the wrist, Vechazruliyad, and then some of the water from the first Natila, which had been above the Perik, now came down below the Perik, Tmeya, that water will now be Matama's hands, because that water never received on top of it the second water. The second water was not poured the same place that the first water reached. As Rashi explains, The second Natila was only the minimum requirement up to the Perik, and then afterwards the Mayim from the first Natila came back down, he becomes Tame. And for that reason, because of that Kshash, that the first Natila will be above the Perik, that's why the din is Tzarech Lagbiya Yodav Lamala, if he's mashpa yod of lamata, we're chayshish, that the second natila will not be to the extent of the first natila, and then the water will come back down when he's mashpa yod of, and be metam his hands once again. So what comes out from Rashi is, that if both natilas were to the same place, there's no chashash. The only chashash is, if the first natila was above the parak and the second natila was below the parak. However, most Rishayim argue on Rashi. The Taisus of Russian Arsigya already quotes Rashi, and he says Rashi should not have explained the way he did, he quotes the Mishnah Yadayim, and he had a different girsa in the Mishnah. As we'll see, this is the girsa of the Rash as well, and the Rambam. And he asks on Rashi, the way Rashi explains, it comes out, that had the second Natila been to the, to the same place as the first Natila, there would be no problem, and he argues on this. He says, since the whole din of Natila Yadayim is only Adar Perik, pouring water above the Perik does not have the dinim of Natila, and therefore the second Maim will not be able to be Matar the first Maim. Only mine which is poured be mokim natila, in the area which has the status of natila sedaim, that has this din that the mayim shnim is matir, the mayim rishaynim. Mayim that's poured out of the mokim natila will not be able to be matir the mayim which had become tummy. And therefore, the Taisus of Rosh holds, and this is the sheet of most rishaynim, that if both the mayim rishaynim and the mayim shnim were above the parak, the mayim shnim will not be matir the first mayim. And therefore, if he's mashpal yod of lamata, and the mayim comes back down below the parak, once again his hand will become tummy. Now we have to clarify, this is Mavur in the number of Achreinim, and the Beisosef himself says this Mavurish in the beginning of Simen Kuf Samach Beis, and that is that everyone is maskim, even Rashi, the mayim which is poured directly above the wrist does not become tummy. As the Mishnah over there says, Yedayim metamis mutaris ara parak, the Yedayim have no tummy above the wrist, that which there is a chashash about water coming back down below the wrist, and being metam of the hand, that's only if that water originated below the wrist, that water became tummy, and then it went above the wrist, that's where there'll be a problem, if that water comes back down below the wrist, it will once again be metam of the hand. According to Rashi, Dafka in the case, where the Mayim Rishayim had been above the wrist at the time of the Mayim Shneem, and the Mayim Shneem did not reach so far. According to the other Rishayim, even if the Mayim Shneem did reach so far, but it doesn't have the Kayach to be metam that Mayim, at the time that that Mayim is above the wrist, therefore when it comes back down, it will once again be Tameh. But again, if this Mayim Rishonim originated above the wrist, it's not that it was poured below the wrist and then moved upward above the wrist. In that case, this Mayim never became Tameh in the first place. That's not our concern. Now again, to go back to the sheet of the other Rishonim, as we said, the sheet of the Rashin Yadayim, the Taisus of Rashin Ersugyo, 
the Rambam as well, and the Rosh and Chulin Periches, Simen Yudches, they all had a different girsa in that Mishnah in Yadayim. Their girsa in the Mishnah was, the first case, the Reisha, which the Mishnah says is Tar, was not a lesser Yishayinim Ara Perik, Ve'esashniyim Chutzle Perik, Ve'chazruliyad Tahirim. The case which the Mishnah says is Tar, is if the first Maim only went up to the Perik, the second Maim went above the Perik, then the din is that it's Tar. Because in that case, the Maim Shniyim never became Tomei. In the safe of the Mishnah, the case which the Mishnah says is a problem, their girsa was not also Rishonim Vesashniyim Chutzle Perik Ve'chazruliyad Tmeya. The girsa that Rashi had in the Reisha, they have in the Seifa. According to their girsa, the Mishnah is telling us clearly that if both the Mayim Rishonim and the Mayim Shniyim were Chutzle Perik, they both went above the wrist, so even though the Mayim Shniyim did reach the area where the Mayim Rishonim reached, but since it's above the Perik and there they have no din that they're able to be Matar the first Mayim, so the first Mayim will remain Tomei if afterwards he's Mashpal Yod of Lamata, once again his hands will become Tomei. So according to these Rishonim, the Chshash, which for this reason the Gemara says he has to be Magbiya Yod of Lamala, is not only in a case where the Mayim Rishonim reached above the Perik and the Mayim Shneem didn't, rather even if the Mayim Shneem did reach above the Perik, in both of those cases the Din will be that if the Mayim now goes below the Perik it will become Tomei. As opposed to the Sheet of Rashi, according to Rashi, the whole reason we said this Din of Magbiya Yod of Lamala is only for the Chshash, that the Mayim Shneem will not reach the same place that the Mayim Rishonim reached. Now according to Rashi, we have to explain that which the Mishnah says, Yedayim Metamois Metaris Ara Perik, the dinim of Toma and Taira on the Yedayim are only up until the Perik, Rashi will have to learn that this means that the Yedayim have Toma Ara Perik and the Taira, the Mayim which is poured in order to be Metaira the hands, that also has to be until the Perik, but that which the Mayim Shneem has a din that is Metaira the Mayim Rishonim, that Rashi will learn is Lavdafk Ara Perik, even if the Mayim Rishonim is above the Perik, and now the Mayim Shneem is poured over there, it will be able to be Metaira that Mayim. The other Rishonim held not like that, the other Rishonim held that above the Perik is Bechlam not included in any dinim of Natilis Yadayim. It's like the rest of the Guf, and therefore Mayim Shneem which is poured there will not have a din that it's able to be Metaira the first Mayim. Now according to both of these Mahalchim, the Mahalach of Rashi and the Mahalach of the Rishonim, the Beis Yosef over there in Simon Kuf Samach Beis, he asks Akasha, what is the Pshat in this din of Rebchiyo Barashi Yomarav, that he has to be Magbiya Yod of Lamala, as we explained, the whole Chshash is only in a case where the Mayim originally was poured below the Perik, then the Mayim retreated to above the Perik, and then if he's Mashpa Yod, it will go back down. If, however, he held his hands in a downward position all along, from the beginning of the Natila, he was Mashpa Yod of Lamata, there also there's no Chshash. If the Mayim from below the Perik never goes above the Perik, then the Kuliyama there's no issue. As we explained, water that started Mitchila above the Perik, if that goes down, that, on that there's no concern. The concern is only on the Mayim which began below the Perik and went above the Perik. If that will go back down, on that there will be a problem. And therefore the Beis Yosef says that Enechanami, one should be able to keep his hands down the whole time, to be Mashpo Yod of Lamato. That would also take care of the problem according to these Rishonim. However, the Beis Yosef says, the Chacham were Misakin, Lagbiya Yodov to keep his hands up the whole time, and they were masmachit asmachta on a pasuk. In Yeshaya it says v'yanatlin v'yanasim, a lashon of nesiyah raising up the hands b'shas natila. Therefore, the chacham would rather be misakin to raise the hands the whole time, as opposed to telling you to make sure to keep the hands down the whole time. Now, there's a third shita to understand the sugya. The Yosef brings this. This is the shita of the Rajba, and as we'll see later on, this is the how the machaber paskins like this shita. 
And that is, the Rashba learns, the chashash is not that the Mayim will leave the Mokim Natila and then come back. It's a Chiddush to learn like this. As we said, the Pashas is Mashba, that you have to dafka, raise your hands the whole time. If you would leave your hands down the whole time, that would be a problem. According to the Shittas of the Rishem that we said till now, really keeping your hands down the whole time would also work. So the Rashba learns that any Chanami were not Chayshish, that the Mayim is going to leave the Mokim Natila and then come back. Rather, the Pshat and the Sugya is that this Shita of Rav, he holds that Natila Sudaim really is only required until the end of the Etzbois, the knuckles. Above that is not required for Natila Sudaim. Yet on the other hand, if one will pour Maim on the whole hand, in other words, he's not careful to be Metzamtim and only pour Maim until the knuckles, some of the water goes above the knuckles, Bishas Natila. So even though that Mokim never required Natila Sudaim, still that area of the palm does have a din that it's Metame the Maim. This is a Chiddush to say that an area which does not need Natila still has a din of Tumah. But that's the way the Rashba learns the Sugya, that some of the Mayim will go to the area of the palm, Bishas Natila, and then when he pours the Mayim Shneem, the Mayim may not cover the same area that the first Mayim covered. So the second Mayim was never Metair, the Mayim which had become Tumah the first time. And then when it goes down below the knuckles, it will once again be Metamah the area which had needed Natila. The Rashba discusses this in the Chuvis and Chela Gimel, Simon Reish Samach, and the Rashbov there explains why in his Sefer Torah Sabayis, where he talks about the halachas of Natilas Yudayim, he omitted this din. He doesn't mention Mechlal that one is supposed to be Magbiya Yod of Lamalo. And he explains because that whole din is only in the if you hold like the Shittais, that Natilas Yudayim is until the knuckles. If you hold that Natilas Yudayim is the entire hand until the wrist, then the whole din is not applicable. Because what could the Chash possibly be? To be Chashash that'll pour some Maim above the wrist. Beyond the Mokim Natila, that Mayim won't become Tamei. Only Mayim which was poured on the hand itself becomes Tamei. And to be Chayshish, that water which had been poured the first time on the hand, below the wrist, that it will then go above the wrist and eventually find its way back down, that the Rashi says we're not Chayshish for. It's only if you hold like the Shittais, the Natila Sadaim is until the knuckles, there were Chayshish that hold do Natila beyond the knuckles. And that's still an area of Mokim Tuma, even though it did not require Natila. There, if he's Mashpal Yod of Lamata, there could be a problem. So in other words, it comes out according to the Rajba, that when it says, Tarach like Bia Yod of Lamala, it's Bedafka, not like the other Rishonim which we said. According to the other Rishonim, if you'd be Mashpal Yod of Lamata the whole time, that would also work. According to the Rajba, even if he's Mashpal Yod of Lamata the whole time, there would be a problem. Now as we mentioned, Lamaisa the Mechaber does Paschal like this Rajba. In Simon Kuf Samach Bey's Sif Aleph, he says, that this whole din is This whole din is only in a case where he did not sudaim, not until the wrist, meaning only until the knuckles. The whole din is not negeya. This is like the shita of the Rajba. The Ramah over there says and the Mishnah over there he quotes B'Shem the El Yerabah that this is really the shita of most Rishonim. That even if he is neitel yadav until the wrist, there still is a din that he has to be magbiya yadav lamala. Now early on over there in Sif Aleph, the Mechaber Paskin that he should dafka be Magbiya Yod of Lamala, the Ramah there says, din Atzoifa, the If he keeps them down the whole time, that would also work. Now the Ramah fits very well the Shittasai. He's going like Revi Shainim, that the Chashash is not like the Rajba. The Chashash is that the Mayim will leave the Mokim Natila and then come back. Therefore if he's Mashpa Yod of Lamata the whole time, that would also work. The Mechaber on the other hand does not give such an option he says, you have to dafka be magbiya yod of lamala. So surely the way the, the Mechaber Paskins like the Rajbah, that's definitely true. There's no option of being mashpa yod of lamata. 
Lamaisa, as we quoted earlier, the Beis says, even according to the other Rishonim, which according to them, being mashpul, metchil, v'atzayif, really should work, still the chatchil, the chacham, or mesakin, to be magbir, yod of lamalo, as the Pasuk says, v'yinatling, v'yinasim. Now, just add one more important point, which is negei la'alocha, the Mechaber Paskins, that if a person is shayfech on his hand, or vias at one time, then there's no din b'chlal, that he has to be magbir, yod of lamalo. Since the din is, that if he pours the revius at a time, the mayim itself does not become tame, even the first natila, you don't need a second natila to be matar that mayim. So the din is not negea bechlal, the mayim never became tame. In Arab society, this is often the case, that one uses a revius at a time for each hand, and therefore one would not have to be makbid on this din. Now I'll continue on, the Gemara says another din about natila siyadayim, Omer lechem Rashi over here explains, what is the problem with eating without niguv yadayim, without drawing the hands? Rashi says, Dover mosu, it's considered mius, it's repulsive, v'choshev ketumo. And Rashi quotes a pasuk, we see that something which is mois is referred to as tumo. In other words, according to Rashi, it's not a halachic issue, rather it's a hygienic issue which creates this din. On the other hand, we do find that there is a halachic reason which would require one to draw his hands. In Shokhanach and Simen Kufnun Ches, Sif Yud he talks about the bracha of Al-Natil We know that B'derech Klal, one makes a bracha over last Yasun before he does the mitzvah. At the mitzvah of Natil Yadayim, the Mechaber brings two shitas. The first shita is that one should make the bracha before he washes his hands. However, the Mechaber says this is not our minug. Our minug is to make the bracha after he washes his hands because sometimes in Yod of Nikilis, his hands are not clean before he washes them and therefore we want he should make a bracha after he washes his hands. And the Ramah adds that one can make the bracha before the nigov, before he dries the hands, Drawing the hands is also part of the mitzvah, and therefore as long as you make a bracha before the nigov, that's also considered that the bracha is made over la'asiyosan. Now why is drawing the hands considered part of the mitzvah of Natilas Yadayim? If you learn like Rashi, that it's only a question of mius, that would not be enough to make it part of the mitzvah of Natilas Yadayim. And the truth is, in the next halach of the Shulchan Aruch and Sif Yud Beis, he brings this din that one has to dry his hands. He says, The Mishnah over here brings that the Beis Yosef brings another reason, not like Rashi, why one has to dry his hands. And that is because since the first Mayim that he poured is Tomei, as we mentioned before, even though he pours Mayim a second time, and that's Matar the first Mayim, the Chatechila, one should not rely on that. Rather, he should dry his hands afterwards to make sure he gets rid of all the Mayim which had become Tomei. If so, that would make sense why it's considered part of the mitzvah of Natila. As the Ramah says, it's enough to be considered over la siyosan. According to this far of the Beis Yosef, it's not just a hygienic reason, but it's part of the process of the Natila Siyadayim and how to be matar his hands. Now the Mishnah Bru over there, after he brings this far of the Beis Yosef, he quotes the Marshal. The Marshal says that the Iker reason why one has to be minagiv is Mishum Nekios. Like Rashi says over here in Saita, he quotes that Rashi. However, the Mishnah does not speak out that according to the Marshal, the Eitzah of the Ramah to make Oivr Lassiyosan by making the Bracha before the Nigov, that wouldn't work according to the Marshal. Perhaps the Mishnah held that even according to the Marshal, this Eitzah would work, even if it's Mishum Nikias, maybe that still, somehow could still make it Oivr Lassiyosan. Now there's a simple nafkamina between these two Svaras. The Machaber in Sif Yud Gimel, he brings the din of the Tesefta that if one is Toivel his hands, then he does not require Nigov. And the Mechaber adds, the same would be true if he's noitol yodu b'bas achas with a revius, 
There, as we mentioned before, the Maim that he pours, since he poured a revise at a time, the Maim does not become Tomei. Therefore, the Machabah says, in this case, one is not required to dry his hands. Now, the Mishnah over here brings that this far is only true according to the Beis Yosef. That the reason one had to dry his hands is because of the Maim which was Tomei. If you hold like the Marshal, which is like Rashi over here in Ersugya, the reason why he has to dry his hands is Mishum Mius, and there would make no difference even if he does use a revius at a time, he still would have to dry his hands. Well, I said this is a cash on this, because the din of Tevila, if one is Tevila's hands, that din is Mefush in a Tesefta and Yadayim, that he does not require Niguv. And that would be a cash on Rashi and the Marshal, even if he's Tevila's hands, why should that make a difference? There's still the Svara of Mius. One could take a look in the Mishnah he brings the terrors to this kasha. Rakoponim, that which the Mechaber says about using a revius, that the Mishnah says should be totally in these two svaras, according to the Marshal and Rashi, a revius should not help, he should still have to dry his hands before he eats. The Taz says like this as well in Tzifkot and Yirgimel, he says the Iker is like the Marshal, as Rashi says over here, and therefore using a revius will not make a difference. Now in the Igris Moshe, he talks about this sugya and he raises an interesting point. It's in Chelik Beis of Arachayim, Simen Nun Gimel. The shayla that he's addressing over there was that Reuven and Shimon are eating Hamaytzi. Reuven wants to make a bracha and be Maitzi Shimon with the Hamaytzi. However, Shimon has not yet washed his hands. The question is, could Shimon be Yaitzi with the bracha of Reuven? If at this point Shimon is not allowed yet to eat, maybe he cannot be Yaitzi with the bracha of Hamaytzi before he does Natilas Yadayim. And Amosha raises the point that Lachar, even if Shimon did wash his hands, but he hasn't yet dried his hands, also there should be a problem, because also the din is that he's not allowed to eat before he dries his hands. However, Moshe says, that's Mefurish, in the Shochanach, in Simen Kuf Samach Zayin, Siv Zayin, the Mechabah over there talks about a case that one person was mighty someone else with the bracha of Amaiti, and the one who's being Yaitse, he first dried his hands, he hadn't yet dried them, and the question is, is the drying of the hands considered a hefsik, and he should not be able to be Yaitse with the Hamaiti that his friend made? The Mechabah of their Paskans that drawing the hands and even making the bracha of Al-Nati Sidaim was not considered a hefsik, and he could be Yaitzah with his friend's bracha of Hamaitzi. And the Mechabah says, Lachar, over there also there should be an issue, how could he be Yaitzah with the bracha of Hamaitzi? At the time he heard the bracha, he's not allowed yet to eat, because he hasn't yet dried his hands. One is not allowed to eat before he dries his hands. So the Mechabah answers this and he says, that eating before Nigov is not an Isra Mamish. He quotes the Rashi in Arsugyo, that it's Mishomis, he quotes the Taz, it says that this is the Iker's far, like the Marshal says. And Amosha adds, if we were considered an Isser Gomer, then why in the case where one person's hands are wet, but not from the Nantil Sidaim, we don't find anywhere there that the din is that it's Osir to eat. Lachar, if the far is Mios, then what difference does it make if his hands are wet from the Nantil Sidaim, or they got wet some other way? Either way, there's the same issue of Mios. Obviously, Amosha says, we see from here that it's not Mamish and Isser Gomer, and it's only together with the Tziruf, that the maim that he poured on his hands the first time became Tomei, the Svar of the Beis Yosef, we want to make sure he gets rid of that maim. But that also, Amosha says, is not a chiv, like the Beis Yosef himself says, once he pours the water the second time, really there is no chash, it's just the chumrah that one should make sure to dry it to get rid of that maim. And it's the tzirif of these two inyanim which create the din of Niguv. In other words, even according to Rashi and the Marshal, you also have to come onto the tzirif of the Svar of the Beis Yosef, because otherwise, why would this din not apply any time his hands are wet, we only find that it's after Nitila Sidaim. And Amosha adds further, the Lashna of the Gemara, Ki'ilu Eichel Lechem Tamei. What does Lechem Tamei refer to? He says, it's not Shruma Tamei, or Kaidish, which is Tamei, that's an Isra Gomer. Rather, the Gemara means to say it's like eating Chulin Betoma, which is not a Chiv, only Chaverim were Makbaran Chulin Betahira. 
So therefore, Moshe concludes that that's the reason why it's not a problem of a hefsik. If one person washed his hands and he hasn't yet dried it, and he heard the bracha of Hamaytzi from his friend, we don't say that he's not ready to eat, he's not allowed to eat yet, and therefore he cannot be Yitzhak with the bracha of Hamaytzi, since it's not an Isser Gomor, and you won't have any right from here to the original Shiloh of Ramesha, in the case where his friend hasn't yet did the Tila Sudayim Bechlal, maybe over there we will say that he cannot be Yitzhak with the Hamaytzi since he's not ready to eat, there it is an Isser Gomor. Lamaysa, it is a Mefurish in the Mishtabura, in Simen Kov Samach Zayin, Sifkaton Memhei, that even in that case, he could be Yitzhak with the Hamaytzi. Now, just mentioned briefly an interesting Shiloh, there's a Machlaikis Apeskim, as far as this din of the Suga of Niguv Yadayim, the Shochanar Harav Paskins, and Simon Kofnan Ches, Sif Yadayim, that waiting for the hands to dry by themselves is not a keem of Niguv Yadayim. One has to Badafka dry it using a towel or something else, just waiting until they dry it by themselves, that's not good enough. The Chaznisha argues on this in Archaim Simon Chofei Sifkot on Yud, he says, whether you hold like the Svar of Rashi, that is Mishomiyas, or if you hold like the Svar of the Beis Yosef, that is because of the mind which is Tomei, either way, waiting for the water to dry by itself, the Chor should be just as good. And in the Mishabura of Dirshu, they add that a hot air hand dryer, Revozner Paskin, that that would work like Kuliyama, that is considered a proper Niguv Yadayim. You have been listening to the Shiurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the Daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a daf or masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.